Let's have a chat with folks from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, our monthly program. We're joined by the Chamber President, Sheila Frost. We're joined by the Executive Director, Betty Kujai. And our guest this month from the Chamber is Jennifer Kumi from Grace Gourmet. Yes, she's a personal chef. Folks, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. And Betty, as always, uh, you've been uh, busy over the last month or so since we last talked. Uh, we certainly have, Wayne, and good morning to everyone. Um, yes, just this past weekend, we had a very busy weekend. That We had a ribbon cutting uh, in Canterbury at the Blackwell Field, which is a brand-new soccer field that um, the Rawson family has uh, donated to Northeast Opportunities for Wellness, uh, a chamber member. Uh, they're an organization whose focus is uh, children, athletics, and doing everything they can to support all children to have the ability to play. Um, so it was a great event. They had a family day and with face painting and games and food trucks, a bounce house, a DJ. It was a lot of fun, a great event. And our chamber member joining us for today is Jennifer Kumi from Grace Gourmet, a personal chef service, cooking up weekly meals and romantic dinners in homes in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Jennifer, good morning. Thanks for joining us for today. Give a little background of how you first got into this in the first place. Sure. Good morning. Um, I've been cooking in restaurants since 1997. And in a few years back, I started to branch out and offer things for friends and families and meal plan, meal preps and, you know, their parties. And then it just uh, kind of escalated from there. I really loved it. I loved being able to work with my own family and bring them with me, um, going, going to people's houses. And it's a great experience. We build great relationships. It's just, it's a good vibe all around. <laughs> What range of towns and maybe states do you cover? Well, I say that I will work in the tri-state area. I've, I will go almost anywhere in Connecticut and Massachusetts and Rhode Island. I haven't yet to be in Rhode Island, but I'm sure we'll get there. <laughs> and you offer diet-specific cuisine? Yes. I've always made a point to... Um, well, I'm allergen certified, so I'm very familiar with everything that most of the people worry about going out to eat. Some people show up with the cards, you know, I can't eat this, that, and this. Um, so I'm very safety conscious, and also for, say, like the vegan and the vegetarians, where they would have less options normally, um, they're my main focus. I love to make the vegetables the meat of the dish. And I was intrigued, Jennifer, to read how you like using whole, non-processed ingredients, including fresh garden veggies. Tell me what you do with those particular elements in your cooking. Sure. So, well, when I, if we host a dinner party, I'm sourcing the majority of your ingredients from local farmers, um, and we can create the menus together, but it's very important to me that I'm supporting my community, too, and I have great relationships with the local farmers. And it's that's exciting going into the summer because they have lots of great stuff right now. And also, um, my meal plan clients, now, if you have garden in your yard or if you have planters on your patio and you have herbs and things like that, I'm absolutely going there first before I head into your kitchen because we're going to incorporate the freshest ingredients possible into your meals. 
How does your personal chef service work? Do you actually bring all the ingredients to the location and whip them up there? Or are there times when you might whip up the meal at home and bring them to a location? Um, right now, it's case-by-case basis. So there's the three options are that you can pick your recipes and do your shopping and have it set up, and I just come and plug in. Or I can plan everything start to finish and make it in your house. Or I have a commercial kitchen that I rent, and I can prep the food there and pack it and label it and bring it and stick it in your fridge. How has your business grown since you first started? Are the things you're doing now that you weren't doing, I don't know, 10 years ago? Oh, I I can tell you that in the past year and a half, my business has exploded. Um, I'm the dinner parties I wasn't doing before, and I'm doing dinner parties on a regular basis. And uh, I'm super excited because we've just renovated a vintage camper into a mobile kitchen, and we're popping up at breweries and the farm stands where we source our products and for backyard parties too. Um, so that was a that was a dream that I wasn't even sure I would get to, and it is it's going like crazy. And we're flying by the seat of our pants over here. <laughs> Tell us about your cooking family. Who else helps you out? So my children work with me. Um, I have five children, Jasper, Dahlia, Gavin, Teresa, and Travis. Uh, They've had some experience, my older two working in restaurants with me before I completely uh, left the restaurant scene. And so they're mostly, if I do a dinner party, they're my support. They're setting up my plates. They're helping deliver. They're helping clear, um, you know, setting up the station so we have everything that we need. The older two, I, I can have them do some of the cooking and, and you know, the running for things, the ones with licenses, that's great. <laughs> uh, in the trailer, we do everything together. Now, this summer, I've spoken with my clients about them shadowing me in their homes, so then we can get to the point where uh, we're switching houses, or maybe Jasper can have his own couple of houses and uh, things like that. So it's great. It's, you know, we're together all the time. I'm not leaving to go be in a restaurant and leave them home alone all the time. It's a lot of fun. A lot of people love it, the family vibe. You know, when we're here, we're family. That's a catchphrase that's not mine. You've heard it before, but that's what it is. We all get together and we have a good time, and we eat a lot of food. Let's bring in Sheila Frost, the chamber president. Just in general, Sheila, good morning, and what have you been up to in the last month? Well, good morning. Um, It's a busy week here at the chamber. And uh, we're getting ready for our golf tournament, which is tomorrow at Lake of Isles. And that's really exciting. It's a sold-out event, and it's um, one of the highlights of the year here. So that's exciting. And Betty and Nancy are doing lots of behind-the-scenes prep for that. Many thanks to Joanne Chanela. She's the chairperson for that, and she does a fantastic job. So we have that going on. Um, But today is also a big, um, exciting day in Putnam because we have the new Department of Motor Vehicles. It's a grand opening uh, ribbon-cutting ceremony. That's at 11 o'clock, and that's the new location. Um, it's up near the Stop and Shop in Putnam, um, in the plaza. And we have Governor Lamont coming out there today to join us. It's going to be um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we've missed our DMV in the Kennedy Drive location. It's a it's a fine service that we need for our community. So to have it back, and it'll be open by appointment only, a few days a week. 
But I think it's going to be um, a, a huge addition um, to really ease the comfort of our local people. Um, they don't not not many folks feel like driving, or they feel the crunch of the gas prices, and having that local service um, is going to be quite convenient. Sheila, what's the connection between the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce and the DMV? Is the DMV actually a member of your chamber, or just something that all your chamber members use? No, it, it's it, they're not a they're not a member of the chamber. But we did have Deputy Commissioner Tony Guerrero out last fall, late last fall. Uh, I think it was like in December, actually, uh, because we were looking to find a timeline as to when the DMV office was going to be reopened. Um, they closed it uh, right at the start of the pandemic. We've been without those services for a very long time. Uh, in, in northeastern Connecticut, this eastern portion, we don't have public transportation. For those people that don't have a vehicle or the elderly, they have to depend on friends and family to drive them a minimum of 30 minutes away, either to the Willimantic DMV or the Norwich DMV, and it's, it's really an inconvenience. Um, so, you know, we worked hard to try to advocate for the region, and uh, Commission, Deputy Commissioner Guerrero gave us the news that this Putnam location was going to be reopening within six months, and they were absolutely good to their word, and we're going to be celebrating that today. So uh, the Chamber is hosting this ribbon-cutting uh, this morning, and we're just very excited. We've been working very closely with DMV now, for the last uh, five or six months. And it looks like a good day for your golf tournament tomorrow. Keeping fingers crossed, I hear 80 and overcast, and that's absolutely perfect. Uh, last year, it rained throughout Connecticut, except for right over Lake of Isles. <laughs> How that happened, I have no idea, but we got the tournament in. Everybody thought it was, uh, you know, a miracle. And Betty, you don't know by now that I control the weather. I took care of that for you. Oh, I know. It. That's right. I forgot about that, Wayne. Yes, you do control it. Absolutely. But yes, we're, we're uh, keeping fingers crossed. It's going to be another beautiful day. Like Sheila said, it's a, a full house for us uh, tomorrow. We have lots of great gift bags. Uh, we're so, so grateful for all the businesses who support us uh, with their sponsorships. Um, so it's it's one of the three fundraisers we do each year, and um, it's going to be a great day. And what else do you have coming up later on in June? So we also have this Saturday a ribbon cutting for Little Dipper Farm in Brooklyn. That's at 499 Wolf Den Road, and that's at 12 noon. That's exciting um, news that's happening in the town of Brooklyn. We also have on Thursday, June 30th, a business after hours is being planned at the Sawdust Coffee House and Dessert Bar. That's on Main Street also in Putnam, and it's a wonderful addition to our downtown. So we're looking forward to that, too. Let's go back to one of the members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, the personal chef, Jennifer Kumi, and the company's name is Grace Gourmet. Jennifer, do you have a, a favorite meal that you provide for your customers? I know you have a variety of things you pr provide, but is there like one thing that's your real specialty that you're particularly proud of? Um, I'm particularly proud of the vegan meals that I can prepare for people. Vegan is my favorite because I love vegetables, but also it's the most colorful, it's the most flavorful, it has the most different texture. So you can really get artistic and creative when you're only using vegetables and herbs and spices. And that's what I love the most. That's, that's what I want to show off with the most. 
And over the course of time, you probably add things to your available menu choices. Give me some examples of that. Sure. So for um, for the private meal service, we're doing that together. We're making that up on our own. And you can just send me recipes you found or we just do it over a conversation. For, a, say, a four-course sit-down meal, uh, there's a wide range of things that you can get. And because of what I can source, you could have tomahawk steaks, you could have oysters, you can have lamb chops. Um, it's, it's endless. <laughs> and give me an example of what you can do for dessert. Well, the biggest seller for me is creme brulee. Um, everybody wants creme brulee, so that's the big one. Usually if people are thinking that they would like some sort of a cakes or pastries, I will go to a local baker because, um, all honesty, I'm not a fan of baking. <laughs> Do you always have what you need to produce and provide meals when you go to someone's house? Or are there times when they don't have this particular utensil or this particular pot? What do you do then? There's usually, I will check with them before I go. In the beginning, I brought every single thing I owned and had it in my back seat just in case. Um, a lot of times before our first cook date or before our scheduled dinner party, I'll ask to meet them at home just so that we can go through the run-through and I can make sure I can find a place, and then I just get the tour of the kitchen and the pantry and everything. So we're usually aware before services anyways. Do you do appointments with people like on a daily basis where you provide their food Monday through Friday or maybe seven days a week? Do you do it on a weekly basis? What's the, the most common thing you do and, and how frequently do you serve some people? So the meal plan service is a Monday through Friday service and you would get a half day slot would be the morning is usually nine to noon or the afternoon is one to four. Um, keep in mind, I've been cooking every day of my life, so I do it a lot faster than a lot of people. <laughs> every day, all day for 25 years. So, um, And my regular clients, they have one weekday that I come over. So we'll communicate two days before, three days before, pick the menu. Um, and if they're shopping, then I will forward them a list. And if I'm shopping, then I have the list already. And you also cater parties and I presume things like banquets as well? How's, how does that uh, work out? Um, I do private dinner parties, which is much smaller and more focused. It's the same experience you would get at a fine dining restaurant uh, without the alcohol service. Um, it's a four-course meal. And I do I what I like to call micro-celebrations because I like to keep it small. I like to keep it under 50 so I can pay attention to detail and be a little more elaborate. Um, anything bigger than 50, I would, I would point you to some of the great caterers and restaurants in the area that I know would do a spectacular job. But I like to keep it small. So when they have people with coming to them with a small number, they tell them, reach out to Grace Gourmet, because that's her thing. When people use your service, Grace Gourmet, how do they know what you have to offer? Do you provide them with a menu? I'm looking at a pretty nice display of things on your website right now, but how do people know what they can order? We will have an initial phone call, and then I have, I have a whole file full of menus that I've saved. So 
after the phone call, I say, if you want to see this collection of menus and you want to pick and, pick and choose through that, then we can do it like that, and I'll just send them the file. And that's the most common thing that people like to do. I don't like to pick a set menu because um, I like to change and I like to go with the seasonal availability and what my farmers have going on that I can suggest to my clients too. But I have um, uh, 30 pages of custom menus that I share with each client if they ask. And some great-looking options on this web page I'm looking at now. Tell the folks about the Purple Power Salad. The Purple Power Salad. <laughs> so we it's, it's basically what you would think. Everybody's heard the term superfoods lately, and we're trying to be more health-conscious. So we would have... What I can find in that range, that spectrum of ingredients, would be, say, uh, beets, blackberries, blueberries, purple kale, uh, the lettuces that I could find, radicchio, red onions. Anything that's in the dark blue to purple spectrum would be in that salad. Oh, it looks incredible. Zach said, there have been many times that her creativeness has blown my mind. I'm not a big fan of veggies, but if Jennifer made it, I'm going to eat it. So here's a picture of the creme brulee you just talked about as being a favorite dessert. Let me just throw out a couple of titles here from this one page I'm looking at and maybe pick one or two of them and expand upon them. Brie, baked in carnival squash, spooky Halloween entree, skillet steak and veggies, vegan cashew lasagna. Take some of those and talk about them. Um... My favorites from those would be the, well, the Halloween one was a client, and we had worked together a couple times for her small business opening, and her husband wanted to surprise her for her birthday, which is on Halloween, and she's a super fan of all things Halloween. Um, so I had got buttercup squash, I'm sorry, not butter squash, the baby butternut squash, the teeny tiny ones, and carved them to look like skeletons. And I had carved their parsnips to look like ghosts and their carrots to look like pumpkins. And we did the lamb chops and uh, the the whole theme was Halloween. I love theme things. And we baked the, the squash with fresh herbs sticking out of it. So they turned black and it looked very spooky and it was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, the carnival, the brie baked carnival squash was for a romantic one-year anniversary dinner, which I also love to do. So we would hollow out a car carnival squash, and I I love carnival squash because they're speckled with all different colors on them. So they they are delicious, but they're really good to look at too. And we would just take the brine off the brine off the brie and put it in the squash, bake it like that, and then we would put raw honey on top of it and slivered almonds, figs. On the side, we would have some fresh slices of apples and some crostinis and um, a preserve or maybe an onion jam. So we would serve that on a platter, and they would do it basically like um, the highest end of chips and dips you could think of. They're dipping the fruit in it. They're spreading it on their crostinis. But it's essentially fancy chips and dips. <laughs> Speaking of onion jam, I'm looking at a picture here of scallops, Butternut, onion jam, fried sage. I'm a big scallops guy, too. Tell me more about what makes that so special. Me, too. I love that dish. I've done that one a million times, too. 
<coughs> and I usually will do that one if either with bacon or with chorizo, depending on if they like it spicy. I will we'll make a puree, a butternut puree. Um, we'll sear the scallops with brown sugar and butter. And the sage, fried sage is just the best. I love fried sage. It just tastes so good. And then you can just crumble it and crisp it right on top. So you can have a bite when you can have butter to the flavor of butternut and then a little bit of a spice of chorizo and then, you know, a creamy scallop if it's seared just right and it just melts in your mouth with the sweetness of onion bacon jam and then that sage to just give it that extra note of flavor. And that's like the perfect bite. I love that dish. Jennifer, you do private event catering, small dinner parties, gourmet cuisine at home. How do you base your price structure? These are all different type of events. Yes. Um, so they each have a different, a different range. The meal plans, the in-home meal plans, I have two pricing structures, and one would be for plug-in, what I call plug-in. If you want to pick your meal, pick your meals and do your shopping, leave everything on the counter, and I just come over, make it all, package it, put it away, and clean up. So that would be one set fee. And then for the the full service where I would be doing the planning and the shopping, um, that's a different price pricing structure. Um, for private dinner parties, it's typically, I will say, $125 per person as a baseline, and then we take it from there because that's a more expensive service. There's more involved into it. It's a it's a whole occasion, and um, for the parties, depending for bigger like the micro celebrations, typically people would want a uh, buffet style. So we would break it down based on that. It's really case to case because I don't keep one set menu for anything. Kelly says it's also really great to have a shopping list sent to you to take the stress out of grocery shopping. She's in and out so fast and leaves your kitchen spotless. Just a final comment from you, Jennifer, about people who have never used a service like this before and may not be sure how it works. What would you say to a first-time applicant? Um, well, if you're considering a personal chef, which I hear a lot of people say, uh, there's a lot of people think that it's way out of their price range and it's something just for rich people. And I can tell you that a lot of working class people love this service. And it's the same, it's the same difference if you were rushing around and decided to get takeout or go out to eat once or twice a week instead of cooking yourself. Um, and it's more of a personalized service where we're communicating and you're, you're not stuck to one menu. If you are in the mood for a grandma's glumkies and you haven't had grandma's glumkies in 20 years since she passed away, we're going to make that happen. It's, um, I really like to keep it personal. That's why I love to say personal chef. I'm not a caterer. We're doing, I'm part of your family. If you bring me into your house and we're doing this together and it's a huge relief for busy, busy professionals and for working parents and it's just one less thing for you to think about. What am I going to make for dinner? What am I going to do? What am I going to get at the grocery store? It's just, I take a lot off of the plate for you. And you have a chef with 20 plus years experience. So, you know, dinner's going to be good.
It's Jennifer Comey from Grace Gourmet. More information at gracegourmetct.com. All that's one word, of course. Part of our chamber chat with folks from the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. Jennifer is a member. Betty Kujai, the executive director, and chamber president Sheila Frost. Thank you all for joining me this morning. Thank you, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.